WordPress versus Shopify versus Squarespace. Which one is the best? And which one should you use? Well, I can't give you the best answer for you, but I can share with you my own experiences with all three. And today on this 113th episode of the All Around Growth Podcast, that, my friends, is exactly what we're gonna talk about. This show gives you some insight and tools on building the life and homestead of your dreams, as well as building websites. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob Kaiser, and I am your host. Today is Monday, March 8th, 2021. It's a little chilly this morning, but it's warming up this week as we get further into the spring season. And like I said, the title of today's show is Building a Website. And we are going to talk about this today because I found myself working on several websites this weekend. One of the websites that I work on is medinaoddfellows.org, also .com. You can check that out. Uh, actually, all of the links that I'm going to talk about, all of the websites that I work on, built, and or help manage are linked to in the show notes if you're interested in checking those out. But I also worked on the website for the farm and homestead here at York Meadow Farm, and I spent some time working on the website at the day job as well for Davis Tree Farm. That technically wasn't the weekend, that was Friday, but close enough, right? So how did I get into building websites in the first place? Well... It all began with stupidity, and hopefully the, hopefully the experiences and the stories that I share during this morning's commute help prevent you from making the same mistakes. So without further ado, let's get into story time and learn just how dumb I was. Well, all of this began in 2014 when I formed my permaculture business. And eh, let's be frank, at that time, I had no business forming a business. I did it because everyone else was doing it. And much like so many other things during those uh, few years, I would, I, I was, I made a bunch of mistakes because I was chasing other people's dreams. I was working full-time, trying to farm full-time, not really going about it in a smart way, just doing what I thought was best, and not connecting and not networking with other people who were actually doing the things that I wanted to do. Big mistake. And I was eating like crap. I linked to an article that really made me think about things when I read it. It is titled, Why Many Farmers Eat Like Crap. And when I read that article, it 
really resonated deeply with me because that's exactly what I was doing. I was not actively living the lifestyle that I had dreamed of back in 2011 or 2012 when I made the decision to move back here. And all of this led to Burnout 2.0, which I've talked extensively about in past episodes. But we're not talking about that, we're talking about websites. So why am I going on about this? Because it's all related. Now, doing this, chasing other people's dreams, led me to forming a business. While it wasn't the smartest idea, it's what I did, it's my experience, and in my mind at that time, all businesses needed a website. And what do websites need? Designers. And what do business owners need to manage the work that their designers have done? MacBooks. See where this is going? Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. I was just racking up debt, spending money frivolously that I didn't have for things that I didn't need. So, you know, if you're not, if you don't have a solid business in place right now and you're not actively selling product and trying to grow your business, really consider whether or not you need a business in the first place. But if you decide you do, I'm gonna tell you how to do it easily and do it for as little money as possible. So that is not what I did back then. I hired a designer to do logo creation and all of this jazz and I ended up spending about 1500 bucks on a real nice design a real nice website through WordPress. Now that began in late 2014 and that was completed by spring of 2015 for Permaculture Voices Conference 2. So, you know, I managed to get myself to this conference. I had a business and a website, but I had no idea what I was doing. And all of this like I said, led to burnout in 2016. However, because my focus had shifted to my career at this time, I also talked with my employer about our website, and quite frankly, how much it sucked. And I took what I had learned and I demonstrated to them that I could make a website. I could make some serious upgrades and after showing them what we were paying on a monthly annual or a monthly and annual basis and if we spent a fraction of that on a website design course that my previous website designer had begun i could build a website and build one much nicer that would serve the purposes for our company because we weren't actually utilizing all of the tools on the previous website because it was hard to navigate. It just, it wasn't really practical for what we were doing with our business. So I demonstrated that I could replicate the website that she built and I showed them how much money we could save and uh, they, 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 they thought that was great. And this, this whole idea of saving money ties into a comment and some, some feedback from the audience that, and some dialogue that took place over the weekend in the Telegram group. And uh, 
it was largely between Sean and Andy, and I, granted I was in there as well, which is how I saw the comments, but Sean wrote, in our personal lives, when we find a way to improve something, we often regret not having done it sooner. However, in a professional context, if we improve efficiencies or cut costs, that is celebrated. And the question that he asked, maybe, not maybe, this is definitely going to be a show topic later this week. The question is, why do we apply a harsher standard personally when making improvements? So, after sleeping on that and seeing how it ties into today's episode, we're definitely going to cover that later this week. But getting back to the website, the company jumped on board with the idea of saving money and all of a sudden, I became a web designer. My role in sales was reduced because that was not my strong suit for a number of reasons, which I won't get into now, but they were actively trying to remove me from sales by moving me into inventory and things of that nature. And I realized that I could do more than what I was actively doing. So I proposed doing this because I wanted to learn how to do it as well. Now, like I said, my old, or my, my not my old, but my web, web designer, she used WordPress to build the website for my business, my side hustle that really wasn't hustling or for my expensive hobby. And the course that she built on how to build websites was on Squarespace and how to use Squarespace. So I had begun learning how to use and navigate Squarespace. So by this time, I had a little experience with WordPress. I was learning how to use Squarespace and I had also begun experimenting with Shopify and building a website off of that platform because based on experiences and what I heard people that I aspired to be like at, at the first Permaculture Voices conference, they were using Shopify, so I thought that would be a good foundation on which to build upon, and it is. However, at this point in time, my understanding is that you can use Shopify as the back end for your store, and there's a lot of plugins that tie in with WordPress, and there's also a lot of ways that it can tie into your Squarespace store. While we have not done that on the farm and homestead, uh, because we, 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 we don't have enough product yet to move online. We are barely able to keep up with the stores that carry our product and the market during the season. Once we have an abundance of product that we are looking to sell, we will ramp up the online store. And um, the online store as it is, while it's not active, 
has been built through Squarespace, which is good and it's a good start, but I am still of the camp that recommends building on Shopify and tying that into your website on Squarespace or WordPress. So, like I said, I've, I've gone into detail about how I let my website go for my business and then how I'm actively in the process of recovering it because, again, stupid. So I'm most, I'm, I'm most proficient in Squarespace. I am learning how to use WordPress more and I think Shopify is the best platform for an online store to sell the product that you have, not build it with the intent to do stuff. Because at this point, you're wasting money on things that you aren't really prepared to do. So why am I interested in learning how to utilize and navigate Squares or uh, WordPress more? I think that because WordPress is an open source platform, the ability of people to censor content through that platform is less than it were via Squarespace. I say that because I don't know if it was last year or when it was, but there was a website was firearms related that GoDaddy deplatformed because of whatever reason. I don't understand what the reason was. I didn't look into it, but I feel like these private companies, because they have the ability to do whatever they want, because that's how capitalism works, they also have the ability to censor you and your content as they see fit. So whatever you do, however you do it, have backups, manage your own files, manage your own data, and really give some thought and consideration into the platform that you're using and why. Ultimately, I think what it comes down to in learning how to use WordPress in addition to Squarespace, in addition to Shopify, is diversity. Diverse, I mean, when we talk about investments, we talk about how it's good practice to maintain diversity in your investments. I also think it's good practice to maintain diversity in your skill sets and diversity in just about everything in life. Now, I've provided links to the things that I previously mentioned had links and I also, for your reference, provided about 10 or 12 different links that I looked up this morning in all of my notes that I used to build, um, or that I used during the building process of these various websites. And they are links on, you know, uh, Shopify versus Squarespace. There's a few links on how to embed maps into your website. There's a few links, informational links on how to um, 
you know, build the fastest, cheapest website, a case study from Side Hustle Nation, which is a great podcast, great content. I believe Nick Loper is the host of that podcast. And um, definitely check out that link. Check out his show, If Side Hustles Are Your Thing, and that is something that you're interested in. He does a good job, and uh, that's a show that I don't listen to as frequently as I'd like to, but definitely good stuff. There's also some links to some free artwork from the uh, Art Institute of Chicago, and also more reviews on e-commerce, website builders, Shopify versus Squarespace, um, Shopify uh, from a different couple sources, and also content on how to use uh, WordPress in addition to using Pinterest. So hopefully this show was of value to you. If you like what you hear and you want to support the show, all I'd ask you to do is share this with a friend, share it with a family member or a loved one, get the word out there. Um, I appreciate your help in growing the show, growing the audience. And if you want to connect with people, definitely do so on Telegram Messenger. You can find us on your internet browser at t.me slash allaroundgrowth. And if you've got a question or you want to shoot me a message directly, just send it my way, allaroundgrowth at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, that's about it for today, guys. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.